It's Halloween. Hello and welcome to Unmuted Unmastered. My name's Will and this week I'm joined by James. Hello. And Jess. Hello. On the show this week, we're going to be giving you some recommendations for Halloween music. We've got the upcoming releases you need to know about and we've got some news. But first, I want to know what everyone's been listening to. And I'm going to tell you about what I've been listening to first. Uh, I'd like to talk about an album that came out recently it's by seekers international a group of producers from canada uh the album's called seekers international presents raga preservation society worldwide sound which is quite the title uh it's a sequel to an ep they released about five years ago called seekers international presents raga preservation society where they kind of took on uh, old school jungle sounds from the 90s uh, and this is kind of the full length adaptation of that um, I've been quite enjoying it. Uh, it it definitely goes for that uh, throwback 90s jungle sound um, but it has some like pretty good uh, break manipulation I feel like the combinations of sounds they use uh, really work together and also while the sounds do sound faithful to the time that they're trying to emulate it does also like do things a bit differently it's not just you know the same samples that were being used back in the 90s it's things that sound like those but taking it into a bit of a different direction which i really like uh so yeah i've been enjoying it this week that's uh the new seekers international album right jess um, this week I've been listening to Spirit Phone by Lemon Demon, who is also known as Neil Ciceriga, um, who is someone who's known for like a lot of different projects. I feel like you may know his name or people may have heard his stuff or seen what he does, um, but maybe have reached it via different things. So personally, because he does, he does lots of, he does songwriting, he does acting, he does animation, um, puppetry. And that last one is kind of the thing that I know him for personally. When I first saw this name, um, I I went into this initially thinking Lemon Demon is just some other actor never heard of. But when I saw the name Neil Ciceriga, I realised he did Potter Puppet Pals, the YouTube series about Harry Potter with little puppets. Is that the one with the bomb? Yes, Will's face just lit up. Um, oh. Yes, the mysterious ticking noise. See? But he didn't think you knew Lemon Demon, but here we are. Um, I didn't expect to be like taken back to that kind of period of my childhood, which that video was that video was massive to me back then. That was <laughs> like uh just like recreating it like with my friends behind a sofa or something. It was that was a time. Um so yeah, when I went on my Spotify, you know, the other day I didn't really think that was where I was gonna be ending up mentally. 
But um, but yeah, here we are. Um, in terms of other pop culture things, he's like notably, in my opinion, he's also did three songs for Gravity Falls, the TV show. Um, I think one of which actually ended up in the in the credits, one of them, one of the episodes. But anyway, this album was suggested to me when I was kind of looking through for uh, Halloween-y suggestions this week for our playlists that we're going to get to in a bit. Um, this was, I, I recognise the album cover because I've seen it like around for a while. I've seen it suggested to me or talked about quite a lot, but never actually listened to it. And yeah, this came up on my suggestions when I was doing my research. thought I should finally check it out. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, this one particular is from 2016. It is it's his most recent album. He's done quite a lot over the years. Um, obviously, 2016 isn't that recent anymore, but it's kind of hard to count, like, you know, which which ones count as full albums. He's done lots of EPs. He's done mashup albums as well, which is a whole other thing from the looks of it. Jess's favourite thing. Yes. <laughs> um, it's broadly, you'd probably describe it as indie pop or synth pop, but it's a little hard to pin down. It's got like a very heavy comedy element, which is like definitely worth mentioning. It's sort of not your standard pop album, I guess. The other themes are basically horror and sci-fi. So again, very well suited for Halloween, really. And it's really catchy and funky, basically, from the start. It's just super enjoyable, super playful, doesn't really take itself too seriously. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun to to listen to around this time of year. The second song, Touch Tone Telephone, is definitely my favourite. I think that's probably his most well-known one at this point anyway. But it's so catchy and it's got this real driving beat that's like feels very frantic. It feels like it's um <clears throat> it feels like it's building up to something quite dramatic the whole way through. It's just yeah, got this really like high energy feel to it. That one's definitely gonna be on my repeated playlist for a while. Um, the rest of it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's an album I'd listen to all the way through a lot regularly, but it was definitely very fun. Um, and I think I perhaps need to go back and kind of listen to some of the songs a bit more deeply or listen to the lyrics, because I know that he's put a lot of thought into sort of concepts behind things that I probably haven't picked up on quite yet, having listened to it a few times. So I think it's worth going back into that. It's definitely not like boring at any point. Um, there's so much going on. If anything, it verges on having too much going on. At some points, like just all the different instruments and the ways it stops and starts, but it keeps it interesting. And especially considering the fact that he's doing all these other other projects at once, he's not like a full time musician, but he's doing, yeah, so many other things um, under different names and stuff. Like considering all of that, it's really well done. It's really well written, and ultimately, it is just a really creative project, really, and a really cool idea. So yeah, now I need to go and listen to the mashup albums because. They sound like a hoot, to be honest, and I'm going to have to refrain, like, restrain myself from listening to um, those and just bringing them to a future episode for the next few months. Spirit Phone Lemon Demon sounds like a really good smoothie. I reckon that smoothie, in sound form, is my experience this week. And then James. Um, this week I've been listening to A Common Time, and it's a collaboration between Philip Glass and... The violinist Chase Spruill. So it's a, it's a selection of Philip Glass music, um, but it's performed by the violinist uh, Chase Spruill. So all the album is just it's just violin. Um, yeah, I, I won't talk too much about the album, but yeah, it's just a a selection of a quite a wide range of selection of Philip Glass music. So there's 
there's a waltz in there. There's some more like emotional pieces. Um, I think one that stands out actually is the second piece, Primacy of Number, um, a more upbeat, intricate piece. And towards the end, there's like a Paganini-esque arpeggio thing happening. And that's really awesome. Um, on the fourth track, um, it's more like a Vivaldi, Vivaldi sound. So you have that 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 range in the album. Um I haven't actually listened to much Philip Glass, so a lot of this music is new to me. Um, and the film, the films he's written for, um, or composed for, I haven't really seen. Um, so I've the first time I've listened to these tracks or pieces are from this album, um, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I often think the the violin as a solo instrument on these tracks um, works really well. I think it can really carry a lot of these pieces and they're written beautifully for the violin and yeah, they mostly keep you engaged. Um, and if you were to have this album in the background, I think you'd be happy. And yeah, they definitely, I mean, they're written for film and TV, um, but you can really tell they are, they're part of that. Like the sixth track, um, Caddyman Revisited. Um, I guess it's from a film, Handyman. I don't know what it's from. But it sounds like something from Knives Out, if you've seen that film. Really good film to watch. Um, but on the flip side, some things I don't like is that the violin does sometimes feel really quite empty and flat. And it feels like it does need the orchestra behind it to really emphasise some parts of the pieces. And there's some, like... I don't want to call them mistakes, I'm not a violinist, but they do sound a bit odd in places and just like a re-record of some pieces would be better in my opinion. And yeah, there's a lot of repetition as well. And that's that's from the composition side, obviously, not the performance side. Um, but yeah, I don't think you have too much to like say bad about this album. It's just a really decent uh, classical film music Um album that yeah have a listen see if you like it perfect let's get on to the news our first story this week one in three uk music jobs were lost during the pandemic this comes from uk music's annual this is music report uh which has revealed that the uk music industry has experienced a devastating impact of the pandemic with one in three music industry workers losing their jobs due to covid uh that equates to 69,000 jobs being lost across the UK music industry and employment within the sector plummeting 35% between 2019 and 2020, dropping from 197,000 jobs to 128,000. Live music revenues plunged by approximately 90% in 2020. Uh, UK music's chief executive, Jamie Nujoku Goodwin, outlined five key areas for the UK government to focus on in order to help rebuild the sector. Uh, tax incentives for the music industry to stimulate growth and jobs. Removing EU touring restrictions. A permanent reduction in VAT rate on live music event tickets. Increased funding and support for music exports. And a boost in funding for music education and for the self-employed to help secure the talent pipeline. Our next story, Wembley Stadium is to offer sign language for every live concert. 
The venue's announced that it will now offer sign language for every live concert starting from June 2022. Uh, the service will officially kick off with Ed Sheeran's Plus Minus Equals Divide Times tour next summer. Uh, it'll be the UK's biggest venue to offer British Sign Language as a guaranteed service at every live concert rather than having to book it ahead of time. So previously they've been doing it on like some of their shows they'll have it. But now it's for every live show uh, that they have at the venue. Our big story of the week, uh, Radiohead are bringing their entire catalogue to Bandcamp. Uh, so it'll be the full studio discography of uh, the UK band coming to Bandcamp. Uh, so it's all of their albums, but specifically, like, I don't think there are B-sides or anything, at least not that I saw. Uh, so the albums are up for $9.99, that's dollars. And then the reissues, so the OK Computer one that came out recently and the new Kid A and Amnesiac uh, reissue uh, uh 18 and £21 respectively. And that's it for the news. Let's get on to our main topic of the week. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Halloween since it's a spooky time of the year. Um, we've each come up with five songs that we think would be interesting picks for Halloween. We've shared them between us in advance, so we all have something to go on. Uh, who'd like to kick us off talking about their five tracks? I'll go ahead then. So my first track is uh, Hunting for Witches by Block Party. And immediately I'm going to have to interrupt you and call foul on this song. Why? Because I looked around at a lot of like the Apple Music like Halloween playlists... And quite a few of them had this song on. Really? But it has nothing to do with Halloween at all, other than that the word witches is in the title. Like, the song is clearly not about witches. Like, it, it's about the media. And hunting for witches is just a slight change from a common expression of witch hunting, right? And it, it's a theme across lots of these playlists where they choose popular songs that have something vaguely spooky in the title, like... Oh, this song has bat in the title, so we're going to put it on. Or this song's called Demons, but it has nothing to do with Halloween. I mean, it's just on there. I mean... Oh, it's uh, quite harsh on James right well, now. Well, no, it's fine. Well, because a lot of my songs are like that. Like, the titles and some <laughs> of the words are just, like, to do with Halloween themes rather than the music really going in that direction. Um, But so, a counterpoint to that is that that song does sound has these more interesting sounds that I thought really fit kind of a Halloween theme. So it wasn't just a random choice, you know, because of the title. Anyway, moving on. Sad But True by Metallica. Um, Demons by Hayley Kiyoko. Clearly not good enough, according to Will. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a problem with any of the other songs on your playlist, James. It's just that one. <laughs> oh, you're not... Just, just some song called Demons or something. Um, tribute by Tenacious D and Monster by Kanye West and the features on that song. I mean, Monster absolutely has the same problem as the Block Party one, which is yeah. also about the media. <laughs> um, but I feel I like the lyrical themes, though, like they generally have like a kind of horror underpinning, right? Like a lot of Kanye's lyrics in it. All right. Well, I'm gonna say I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with it not with it being related to Halloween in terms of original artist intention. 
Um, this is like immediately getting into the debate of what makes a good Halloween song. To me, it, it just what makes something suitable for Halloween is kind of a gut feeling, and maybe probably more to do with like overall sound than intention. Otherwise, you just end up with soundtrack albums and like a very very small selection of Halloween specific songs. Yeah, I think my my playlist really went towards, or I tried at least towards the um the sound of it rather than the themes that were in the lyrics. Um, I wanted to have tracks that had more of a different sound and more of a darker sound in some, but yeah, I, I guess the tribute uh song by Tenacious D that I guess that touches on the themes of the lyrics a bit more than the others, but it has a demon. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Any other comments about it? <laughs> you know, Monster was actually kind of on my consideration list, or at least yeah. something by Kanye. That I think like Monster was the thing I first thought of, and I was like, "Is there anything else? Are there any other songs by him that I could put?" And I ended up sort of not exploring that avenue, but I think it's a good choice personally, and it's got the classic Jay Z verse. It's perhaps, perhaps one of <laughs> the most of iconic. At this point, <laughs> one of the most iconic rap verses of all time. What is your favourite verse um, and who from from that track? Because I really like uh, Nicki Minaj's verse in that. Yeah, they're actually both, like, all the features are great. Is it is it just Nicki Minaj and Jay-Z? Bonnie does lyrics too. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, well, to me it's probably just Nicki Minaj and Jay-Z. Like, it's actually one of the times I listen to it just for those features rather than for Kanye, which is kind of uh, fairly unusual. It's all great though. I, th- I really like that song actually. It's so much fun. Yeah, I don't know what verse I'd go for. Maybe Nicki Minaj because I don't normally enjoy her, but she's pretty good on that track. Yeah, her kind of yeah. flow is like really cool. Like the rhythm of it is, yeah. Yeah, they're both pretty standout in my opinion. Like considering a lot of time features are kind of ignored or like not particularly a, a great bit of songs. Yeah, I enjoyed the Hayley Kyoko song as well, personally. Yeah, I, I love the bass in that song. Yeah. yeah, I liked the bass, the sort of... I feel like something that to me makes a Halloween song in general, even though I don't really know why, is like a synthy bass. It's really... I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's like something stomping down the road <laughs> towards you. <laughs> like a zombie. I mean, lots of 80s horror movies had synth soundtracks, right? So yeah. maybe it comes from there. Yeah, it probably is an association of that. Then I had to start somewhere, I guess. Thoughts, Will? Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed most of the tracks here. For me, like, yeah, I just don't associate "Weekend in the City" by Block Party as a Halloweeny thing. Uh, but yeah, l- enjoyed the Metallica. Get a bit of James Hetfield's "Yeah." That one <laughs> he does all of the time. I can't do it very well. <laughs> You can make like a right, buzzer next time we do Translation Station. <laughs> I can't bring back the bird noises. <laughs> yeah, Tenacious D, a song I haven't thought about in probably the best part of ten years, <laughs> if yeah. not more. So yeah, a fun one to listen to again. We clearly don't go to the same parties. I've heard that one so much. It's never... In fact, I think I've heard it more since I was, like, since I've been to uni and stuff. I think I've heard it more than than when it came actually out originally. It's a good song. Cool. Jess, let's have a look at your songs. Okay. 
My playlist for my songs are Say the Name by Clipping, the Guttural, by, Guttural by Zuboff, Frisk by Black Marble, She Blinded Me with Science by Thomas Dolby, and Promised Land Utopia by Cristobal Tapia de Vere. Uh, yeah, thoughts? I was really happy with the Thomas Dolby one, and I'm annoyed that I didn't choose it. <laughs> really? From the Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain soundtrack. Oh, I've never played that. I just like the song. But yeah, it works really well because it's like the weird science-y sounds and like the synths and it's all a bit like just strange, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I really like that song. It's so funky. It's it's funny, like just the sci-fi themes. It feels like a sci-fi like B-movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the um, clipping song. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was like really kind of solid, spooky, creepy sound. Um, and it, the, like the lyrics really set a scene. Yeah, and it, it's not really a song I've heard that much before. But yeah, it was a great start to the album. But then the, I feel like the rest of the album, or the album playlist. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it song, is a yeah. good start to the album, but <laughs> that's probably not what you listen to. <laughs> Nope. Um, yeah, the rest of the playlist, I feel like it takes a bit of a turn and more like Halloween party, which I don't mind. I really enjoyed it, but more like a party feel rather than the first track, which felt more like it's Halloween, you know? Fair enough. I don't know if that was your intention. Yeah, I don't know. I struggled a bit to kind of find a, something kind of coherent between them all, especially in such like a short playlist. But... um. Yeah, the clipping one, I feel like that whole album is just like horror themed, basically. So anything on that really could have gone in. Um, but Say the Name is just a really, really, really good track. And yeah, it's quite like, because it's a concept, I guess. Is it a concept album? I suppose it's a concept album, yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite like descriptive and got quite a story in its lyrics, which suits well for a, a themed event like this, I suppose. The next two I didn't like didn't really have a specific Halloween association. I just thought they seemed like the right atmosphere and the right kind of sounds I wanted to add. Um, and then the last track, I I really wanted to get that one in because um, Promised Land Utopia. So I tried not to stick to soundtracks because it's naturally like, if I was doing this not for the podcast, if I was just doing it for a party or something, I'd probably put a lot of soundtrack songs on because Halloween is just associated with soundtracks because it's not like a normal genre. It's very specific and... There's a lot of media produced for Halloween, but you wouldn't really listen to it other times of the year. So anyway, you know, I was trying to steer clear from that and try and just go for normal songs that also suited the vibe. But um, yeah, I wanted to sneak one soundtrack song in. And this isn't actually from a Halloween related TV show, um, but it is a very good TV show, Utopia, that ran, I don't know, a few years back. It's quite like a, it's a black comedy, quite surreal. Um, That's not the one with Zendaya, is it? What show am I thinking of? Euphoria? That's the one. Yeah, no, very different. Um, yeah, I've said before about how much I like the show Fargo. In some ways, like, it reminds me of that, except much more like neon and bright colours and a bit more offbeat. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good show. So It's a strong recommend on the side. I know it's not the point of this episode, but it is a recommend. Um yeah, and that song, I think, is a little bit creepy and a bit, again, sci-fi 
themed and is a bit off unsettling but quite funky at the same time and I really like it so good chance to to put that in yeah I felt like the kind of unsettling um sounds of the instrumentation in that track were was similar to mine and will's first tracks um my block party one which i thought had some unsettling sounds in it and well we'll yeah, talk about his but but you decided to put it last and we decided to put ours first which i found interesting yes wants to leave you uneasy <laughs> <laughs> yep i want to start with the party and make you all go home in an eccentric crisis that was basically the experience of watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? <laughs> yeah, that's which true. Jess and I did for the first time this week. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite an experience, to be honest. Yeah, some of that would have been good on the soundtrack, to be honest. Um, on the playlist, even. Mm. Also, I I will say quickly, I had to like basically start from scratch because I accidentally went down like a really dark route of my playlist, and I was like, "This is far too depressing. I've got to completely start over again." Um, I think I, I want started to hear the... the depressing one. <laughs> I'll release That's the next um... year. <laughs> yeah, the um, <laughs> I'll release the like high kill count cut at some point later. Um, but yeah, I think I started with clipping, and then went on to similar songs but it just it became like really really serious and really heavy and i was like this is not a halloween party vibe this is just murder and <laughs> people being miserable so i had to completely scrap it yeah we'll get to that one later did mick gordon's bfg division make the cut it that one didn't but it was like in in that kind of mood mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll save that for another time. Will, do you want to go see yours? Sure. Uh, so, I started with Echo and the Bunnyman's The Killing Moon, which you might know as a popular song from the 80s, but also from the Donnie Darko soundtrack. Uh, and yeah, it's just like a really kind of unsettling song. Like, generally in the mood, but also in the lyrics where it's not really clear if he's talking about like him falling in love or him being murdered yeah i need to watch uh, donnie darko again maybe this year donnie darko is great i've never seen it it's a good watch it really is uh then debaser by pixies which goes more in like a surrealist route it mentions un chien andalusia in the lyrics which is like a famous surrealist movie where there's like an eye and it gets like stabbed and you see it like kind of explode by salvador dali right um so i thought that was like a different vibe and also those first two tracks are like very much like 80s rock which is like the kind of stuff you hear in old horror movies like where there's the party where people are about to get killed like it just <laughs> sounds like the kind of music that would be playing then <laughs> it's true yeah yours definitely sounded like a party to me um, and then moving away from the party vibe, I've got uh, Disaster Pieces Pool, which is a track from the It Follows soundtrack, which is a horror movie that I'm always surprised when people say they haven't heard, because it's generally like my go-to recommendation if people ask for a good horror movie. It's just like, really solid. Uh, then Evil Nines, They Live, 
uh, which is a kind of a weird like daft punky direction like they wrote this whole album around the theme of being like a horror movie and being kind of kind of campy but also doing lots of kind of similar stuff to daft punk's human after all where it's very rocky and there are talk boxes and stuff uh, and then I closed it out with Creepers Be My End. I really wanted to put some My Chemical Romance on here because I feel like Halloween's perfect for their, like, goth aesthetic. That is true, actually. I didn't think of that. But then, I mean, Creeper essentially are doing My Chemical Romance again. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of fine by me because they're pretty good at it. But I just couldn't find a My Chemical Romance song that was more Halloween-y than Be My End is. And Be My End is a really good song anyway, so... Yeah, that's what made the cut. So yeah, that's the the five tracks I chose. Nice. Yeah, your Evil Nine track was definitely like very Daft Punky. I guess maybe it's just the talk box things, mm. but it. If I didn't know Daft Punk better, I might have thought it was one of theirs. But that was pretty funky. Interesting way to take it, but Halloweeny for sure. I did like the playlist because it made me look into the songs more. And like trying to understand why you've made it Halloween because the the songs like reference Halloween. Maybe that's it. they reference the film, but also one of the tracks is from a basically a Halloween concept album. And yeah, I think you took a different approach than I did, and maybe Jess did as well, which I really found interesting. And yeah, that they live track was like such a good one for me. I put it down on my notes. Uh, zombie robot. That's what it felt <laughs> like. Nice. Yeah, I guess I never like clicked that. Actually, there's a bit of a disconnect there where <laughs> it's a very like, I mean, it, the whole album's about kind of zombies, right? But that mm. it sounds very digital, which isn't <laughs> the zombies thing at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Also, I I never listened to Echo and the Bunny Men really. I I mean, like very briefly, but. You know, I've known that they're, like, a very famous band. Um, and I realised when listening to this why so many people said that Arcade Fire sounded like them. Because I was just thinking it sounds like a early Arcade Fire song. Um, obviously, again, Arcade Fire are the ones doing the copying. But, yeah, I was like, oh, this this makes a lot of sense now, people are saying this. Years I don't ago. think I've ever seen that. Like, people really? saying that Arcade Fire are just an Echo and the Bunnymen ripoff. I've definitely seen a lot of things to that effect. Mm. But maybe just because it's become kind of cool to not like Arcade Fire now. I think it has. Yeah, probably adds to that. Arcade Fire are good. People should leave them alone. <laughs> or just enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. I was also uh, quite sad to miss off any Does It Offend You Yeah. Because <laughs> I've talked about them on the show multiple times in the past, so I thought I wouldn't bring it up again, but... <laughs> They're perfect for Halloween. We've got to have them on a Halloween playlist. <laughs> so we'll put um we'll make a playlist of these all together and we'll link to it, I guess, in the description and put a track list in. If people are interested. Yeah, I feel like all of our songs together make a really great playlist. Do you guys have a favourite song out of all of the tracks that we've chosen? Mine would probably be say the, um, say the name by clipping, I think. I don't know. It's hard to say. Monster is definitely high up there for me. 
and say the name. It might end up being She Blinded, Blinded Me of Science, so I think that probably had to be my pick. Yeah, I was going to go with that too. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, Halloween. It's also just weird that Halloween doesn't have like much music written for it, right? Like there's so much mm. Christmas music, like like I was saying with uh, about hunting for witches, where like these playlists just pick songs that have something spooky in the name. Yeah. Like there aren't really Halloween songs, despite it being kind of a major event in the year. True. I guess it just doesn't have the same lead up as mm. Christmas does. And it tends to be an evening event too, like a one day evening event. So I suppose maybe a party. Like a party is more likely the place you're going to hear a Halloween song, which is maybe it doesn't need to be quite so specifically related. Whereas in Christmas, you might hear Christmas songs like during the day when you're having dinner and stuff. Yeah, I also think once Halloween is over, you don't think about it again until like another year. Whereas when Christmas is over, you're still doing Christmassy things like with your family after. So, yeah, and you need a lot. Well, of no more Easter songs. There are they're they're just all Christian. <laughs> <laughs> um what other events could we do? The summer solstice. Summer solstice. Where are the summer solstice songs? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a winter solstice playlist that's coming up not too far away. Lent songs. Songs for Lent. <laughs> Time to go into the desert and starve ourselves. <laughs> Pancake Day songs, yeah, linked to that. I'm sure there's a couple which are just named Pancake that we could use. Just named yeah. Pancake. I feel like Nicki Minaj must have a song called Pancake by now, right? That seems like it's <laughs> up her street. You've literally admitted that you're just picking songs based on their name at that point. <laughs> right, should we get on to upcoming releases? Let's do that. Ed Sheeran's new album equals comes out this week so now that's out of the way let's go on to the music i'm actually interested in jess tell us about an album you care about this week yes so um exeter area devon based band pattern pusher yay uh have an ep coming out um called the sunrise ep and i found out about this because um i've pre-ordered their album when that's going to come out at some point i can mention it at some point when it does come out um, but we got the news that they're doing an EP soon instead while they're working on the album. So I thought it'd be quite fun to mention. They've put out some um, some new songs in the past few weeks that have been pretty solid. So it's quite exciting, and they've and they're, they're doing a lot of sort of I don't know. It just like feels feels like things are ramping up towards the album coming at some point, and they've got some more shows coming out. Um, I'm going to see them in November, so that'll be exciting and. I will be picking up my copy of the EP at one of the shows, I think. So it might be a bit of a delayed um, a delayed listen for me. But yeah, I thought it'd be nice to kind of talk about some local bands or slightly smaller bands. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, the War on Drugs are releasing a new album. It's called I Don't Live Here Anymore. Um, I haven't been super into the singles from this one, actually. I'm hoping that the whole album kind of hooks me. Uh, Nightmare on... Nightmares on Wax has a new album coming out. It's called Shout Out to Freedom. And I have really been enjoying the singles off of this one. Uh, so I expect the whole album to be good. 
Now, my pick of the week this week is Brooklyn-based band Geese's debut album. It's called Projector. Uh, I'm quite interested to see what they come out with uh, for this album, because they've done some kind of interesting and like varied stuff up to this point, so should be cool. And then finally, KTB is releasing a new EP called Peace and Offerings. And you know I love KTB, so I thought I'd throw that one in here too. That's all of the upcoming releases this week. Thanks for listening to Unmuted Unmastered. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can tweet at us at Unmuted Weekly, or you can email us at unmutedunmastered at gmail.com, or you can leave us a review on your podcast service of choice. If you'd like to keep in touch with us, go to the aforementioned Twitter account, or you can follow us at Unmuted Unmastered on Instagram. Uh, and come back next week. We release episodes every Monday. Uh, and next week, we are going to be talking about some albums from the 80s, so you can stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs>